Take a few deep breaths. Get present with where you are in this world, in this moment, in this body, now. Listen in to an intimate conversation where hopefully you hear something inspiring and get to be witness to what it's like to be in a sacred conversation where there's potential for healing, change, and transformation. I'm Jen Coffey, Sacred Space Holder for Transformation. Listen in. So here we are, Jen and I Project, me and Carrie Branovan. Why don't you introduce yourself, Carrie, and say whatever you want to say about who you are and what brought you to this moment. Thank you for inviting me into your world with your big listening ears. I've been excited about this and really appreciate your invitation. I feel very heard and very seen by you. So I'm going to back up to me being a photographer for the last 45 years. I started out in photography school being a fine art illustrator. Hmm. My first project was for an exhibition that Polaroid sponsored. I was depicting how women were exploited in advertising. So I had hmm. all these pictures of women in various contorted ways, you know, advertising things. This exhibition was up in Boston and it got picked up as a feature in Photographer Magazine in New York when I was just a little apprentice assistant. That brought national attention to federated department stores, Filene's department stores, who then hired me as a fashion photographer, which was kind of the opposite of where I started. But when they offered, <laughs> the day rate was just too hard to turn down. I mean, it was just like, I never imagined myself a fashion photographer, but hmm. they let me have so much artistic license. They wanted the pictures to look like the ones that they saw in the exhibition. So that's how I got started in the biz. And then I had such an incredible portfolio that I went to London to see if I could make it in London. I got an amazing break with Harper's and Queen with the beauty editor. What year are we talking? 1982. I okay. was in London. And there I was shooting for Harper's and Queen and Vogue within the first year. It was amazing. I got a lot of fast notoriety and I worked with women in a way that was very respectful. I was the queen of lingerie in London because of the way that I worked with women, that they are dignified, that yes, women wear underwear, but they don't have to look like they're prostitutes doing it. I was very proud. There's very few women in the photography world at that level. And certainly I was one of very few people that was photographing women in particular with that kind of regard. Fast forward, a lot of jet setting, a lot of locations all over the world. 
many beautiful magazine covers. And then I had kids. I started doing portraits of, quote, ordinary people. As I had a few friends that said, well, why do only models get to work with you? Why can't we have our pictures taken by you? And I said, you know, that's a great question. I would love to do that. And when I began to shoot portraits, I realized that every person I worked with contracted in front of the camera. I would say 75% of my work was assuring them that they were beautiful, as beautiful as any model that I'd ever worked with, and that they really needed to relax to get through the session. Came a whole nother adventure of how to relax people and, and what was happening in front of my eyes. And you know what's interesting? When I work with models that are not modeling something or selling something with their bodies or with their faces, and I say, well, can I just work with you? The same thing happens. There's contraction, there's fear of judgment or fear of the outcome. And that is why after all these years, I decided after becoming a movement medicine professional and being able to convert my own fear of being in front of the camera mm. using these practices, I didn't know that was going to be the outcome, but, but that's what happened. I thought I'm going to now combine my experience as a photographer and as an embodiment professional and work with people to release their fear and be comfortable in their own skin in front of a camera. I'm listening to you and there have been moments when I'm listening and I've laughed a little bit because you and I both know when we started this conversation, when we first got on camera, you immediately gave me a compliment about how I look. I have to tell you, as I was preparing for our time together and I was looking at how I look, I thought to myself, I know Carrie's going to give me a compliment no matter what. I know that you're really looking at me and you're able to see the beauty and what's good, even if I don't see it. And I imagine you do that with everyone. If you don't see it immediately, my sense of you is that you have a way of drawing it out. When you start to see the inner beauty that's not reflected externally because you know it's always there, you have a way of inviting that energy out to be seen. I'm even watching you change a little bit as I'm trying to describe this. You can see something in people that they might not necessarily recognize. They're hiding or they're contracting, as you say, or they're keeping it in. Or maybe they're putting it out in a really big way. You are able to see something in people that they may not be comfortable with right away. How am I doing in naming this? You have just named something that just you can tell by the expression that has just burst my heart open. Because, you know, my totem animal is owl. And I feel like I see the unseen. And that is the beauty within everyone and everything, I do love looking within for the beauty. And 
it's not that it's external. It's just that radiance coming from the inside. The other thing that just happened when you were saying that, which by the way, I really appreciate that reflection. I saw the medicine of awe, that feeling that you get when you look at something so beautiful, like a sunset or a moonrise. I see that within people. I see the same thing is that spark of life and the miracle of their existence. We're such a complex and very simple life form, but we are the same. I'm getting the chills from that. That's what I saw when you just said that. that This is a podcast. People are are just going to be listening. They're not going to see us, but... I could see your whole facial expression, your movement, your energy just completely changed. I also want to say having witnessed your artistic expression emerging from an idea into something visual, you make it seem so easy and so obvious. Like, doesn't everybody see this or understand how to create this image? How to translate this feeling into a a visual image? And I have to say, Carrie, I do not have that ability. I don't think everybody has that ability. I think it's something really unique to you. And I think that you also know this about yourself and you're at a point in your life where you're wanting to use this unique gift that you have of seeing that unique beauty in everyone and being able to call it out into a unique visual image, whether it's a photograph or a video or a design that represents somebody's emotional spiritual soul expression. I think you have that unique gift. And I think that you're at a point in your life where you're realizing like, whoa, this is a big thing. It's unique to me. Like you're saying it like everybody, oh, everybody knows how to do this or has this ability. And I have to say, everybody doesn't, but you do. Hmm. Thank you for saying that. It's a practice. One of the practices that I recommend is taking daily walks with your phone camera and noticing things that are particularly beautiful to you. It's amazing how what we see on the outside starts to translate on how we feel on the inside. That's why I think I light up with people as I can already see an image, an expression, the way that they see things, the twinkle in their eyes, their body language, I can see it. I can preview it. It's a learned skill. I didn't really understand it before I found movement medicine. I didn't understand what it feels like to really be in my body and understand what thoughts impacted especially the traumatic thoughts about being judged for how I looked or that my body wasn't perfect, you know, or that my hair wasn't the right color or that my clothes weren't fitting quite right. I really started to understand that that is a journey that started off with, yeah, I don't feel comfortable at all. I just don't. 
I don't feel comfortable being seen or dancing or moving in front of other people. But little by little, with support and with reflection and with kindness, I came to understand what it feels like to occupy this body and be comfortable in it. Mm. Do nice things for it. Practice rituals of self-care. Tell myself nice things. You know, cultivate the voice of kindness. Just like seeing beauty on the inside, that was something that took time. It wasn't an overnight realization. It took time over time and practice and determination to learn to love myself, to radically accept myself, and to become comfortable getting on the other side of the lens. It was a miraculous day when I stood up and thought, Oh, this is joyful. I really enjoy this. I want to be standing here. I'm thrilled to be here celebrating who I am and felt so much ease in the body. It was just amazing. We could call it the light of your soul, the light of who you really are, which is really at the deepest essence is pure love. I don't know if, if you would call that truth, but it feels that way. It's all these things that come out from the diamonds on the inside. Whether it is authenticity and love, beauty, being comfortable in your own skin. You're birthing this new creation that you're offering as a way for people to engage with you. I invite you to describe what it is now. This is a hybrid online and in-person program. I'll be working with people to develop practices, embodiment, self-care, rituals, really examining stories about being seen and sometimes traumatic memories of self-loathing or body shame. We'll be going over all that very tenderly, preparing for a epic photo session in person. <laughs> One-on-ones and group retreats. In order for this work to be integrated, there needs to be preparation and daily rituals. People that serve others in transformational leadership and personal or professional pursuits can transmit who they are through the image with comfort and confidence. And that's not a one-hour photo session. That's work. That's digging. That's a program of ongoing support, of being held accountable for practice, and for being heard and seen. It requires embodied listening, embodied practice. I'm excited that you're going to do it. When the camera is on, and it's that moment for the epic photo shoot, the true, authentic spirit soul comes through. 
And you've also created a, a trusting space over time for that to light up and be photographed. I just want to ask you a question. The idea of being seen for exactly who you are, for the light that you are, and being completely comfortable in those moments to be freely expressive of who you are, how does that feel? It feels really luxurious and spacious. I'm thinking back on this photo shoot I had not too long ago where in today's world, it's all about how quickly can you get in and out and get this thing over with, as opposed to what you're offering is really like, how can I take you in and really witness every detail with tender care? How much are you willing to share? And what do you or I need to do to create the safe space for you to do that? Which is really a different kind of experience than your average professional photo shoot. That's just not what it is. That's exactly right. That's amazing, isn't it? How we turn this ritual of the photo shoot into a traumatic event. It's like you need to show up and be whoever you're going to be forever, whatever reason that you're doing it in a very short space of time with someone that you don't really know well. And I started thinking, you know, how some of us that have been in psychotherapy or with you as a coach, you know, how long you get to know somebody and you feel comfortable talking about your psyche and, and what your dreams are. Yeah. Being really comfortable with that. But in the space of an hour, you are going to be captured <laughs> immortally. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it is brutal. So that our image is frozen in time. <laughs> it becomes who we are and what our identity is, whether we like it or not. Right. And so that's what I ask people. How do you see yourself and what's shaped that? Isn't it interesting how those images stay with us? And those wow. experiences, not really about... <sighs> that's attached to the Ooh, you just made me think of something else everybody's got a cell phone and a camera and being photographed and videoed is much more common these days and there's a sense of like no longer having privacy because everything can potentially be recorded so then like how is it special how do you choose the special when it's everything I was listening to an Eckhart Tolle video just the other morning, and he said, you know, no matter who you're talking to, if it's someone in the healing arts or someone that's encouraging transformation, they're always going to ask you to discover who you really are. So in a way, the camera image, the whole process is the end of the journey. And everything else comes before that. That's what I'm super interested in. I'm fascinated with the whole process of getting there in a way that has lasting transformational qualities. That slow simmering embodiment practices and really considering 
who we are, what we're being, and what we want to be remembered for. I don't think that there's a segment in this. I think that when you're ready to step out and align what your purpose is, if you're trying to transmit a message, if you're feeling the call to transmit any kind of message, you will invariably meet the need for your image to be memorialized. And in that process, it can be either, like you said, it can be like you you hire the photographer and you get through it, or you examine what it really feels like to have alignment between the light of who you are and the experience of being seen for who you are. Hmm. That's beautiful, what you just said. I'm thinking to myself, what if this is somebody who, yes, wants exactly what you've just said? They feel the call to transmit a message. They have met that moment of needing to have an image of themselves out there. They want something authentic and unique. They don't want to just get through an uncomfortable photo shoot. They want to have a deep, authentic expression illuminated into a photo. Absolutely. It will involve some amount of meeting and processing and getting where we need to be so that it is an enjoyable experience. It's a no trauma zone. (laughs) But it seems to me that it's a good question for anybody to ask themselves, what is it that is fearful? Why do we want to get through? It's a question. Why is it painful in terms of the experience of being seen? I want to ask, why is that uncomfortable? And me saying, let's talk about what's going to be really nourishing for you. And that's going to be a great experience. Everything can be tailored. And I really welcome that. It's something that reveals over time and develops into something deeper. It's a very tender thing to, to be working with. We'd start off with a discovery call to see really what their goals are and what's happened in the past and what they're trying to transmit now. And then we take it from there. How ready are they? Do they need some preparatory work? To have this experience with a world-renowned fashion photographer turned shamanic movement professional behind the camera. Are they ready for it? How does that sound? Well, you, you said it in a much different way. Internationally experienced fashion and beauty photographer meets, what did you say, shamanic? <laughs> shamanic movement professional, right? Because it's not just any one of those things, right? It's the combination. It's all of those things that make you who you are in this moment. Mama, grandmama, world traveler. It's I a... Mean, new paradigm shift experience because there's music involved there's rhythm involved 
There's inside and outside work to be done. There's ancestral work to be done. Yeah, it's all of it. I'm imagining somebody contacting you who may already be projecting an image of themselves out for some professional or personal reason and will continue to need to have photos of themselves in the future and know that something's missing in that whole experience or something about the final product of the photographs isn't quite capturing the truth of who they are. They want to have a different kind of journey and experience with their photos that isn't just a quick photo shoot that is more of a collaborative experience where they will be heard and held and supported. Maybe even, ooh, I'm going to go out there and say maybe even healed in a place where they've been harmed. Absolutely. That would be so fulfilling for me to be part of that, a healing of that way, of that nature. And I love that you said that you named that it is co-creative, very collaborative. And everything that we choose, every element, the location, the adornments, the intentions, is a work of art. I'm delighted to be part of people's process in this way. It's a big relaunch for me. From my days of people selling things off the body, it's a much different world for me. Yeah, I can really feel excited and passionate about doing again. That's another layer of this whole conversation we're having. This is definitely an example of, you know, alignment with purpose for you. Anyone who shows up to meet you in this work also receives the benefit of your vibration, of your unique way of being in the world, and you being completely on purpose and the power of that of meeting you in that moment. I'm just watching you and your energy right now as I'm saying this, right? It's like power, right? Jen, you are just such an amazing reflector. Thank you. It is exciting. If I can be part of people's healing in that way, it would be a job well done. I'd feel fulfilled in life. It's a different way of looking at soul alignment that way. I mean, I know that this is what I'm really good at and I know that I love it because it's in, I call it the no time zone. The no time time zone, meaning any activity goes by where you have no idea what time it is <laughs> and time just comes a non-thing, no time space. This is an activity that I have no time zone in. When I'm working with someone else who is doing something that jettisons them into their no time zone time zone, it becomes absolute peace. It's not work. It's just bliss. I'm now feeling into this idea of photos being a medicine and a healing for people and the whole process being 
a healing for people. I'm imagining maybe people that had to model and felt all kinds of ways that they were being contorted into being and contracted into being a certain way that was out of alignment with their truth and what it might be like to be able to express where and what they want to express, how they want to express, and be photographed by an amazing shamanic photographer. So much potential here. I'm excited, okay? Whew. Okay, what else would you like to project out to the world? I think we've said so much already. I welcome inquiries and co-creative discoveries. And that's really what I have to say. I think we've said a lot. And I'm marveling at how much I've enjoyed this experience. <laughs> this experience has been just, you know, next level. Mm. Next mm, level intimacy and the outcome would be wonderful to see more people have this healing as you called it and in the meantime i've just really enjoyed these moments with you mm. very special <sighs> yeah thank you thank you for listening to the jen and i project Check out the show notes for more information. Send me an email if you're interested in being part of the Jen and I project. If you have something you want to project out to the world in this sacred space with me, Jen Coffee.